Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. It's that time of year. It is. Decorations are going up. <laughs> I got my pumpkins. I'm ready to carve them. The Halloween theme is in the air. Mm-hmm. It's unavoidable. It's a great time of year. It's 89 degrees today. <laughs> yeah, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? It's cold and cold and cold, and now it's 90 <laughs> degrees again. I'm oh, Eric. Well. I'm Charlie. This is a movie podcast. And it's getting close to Halloween. It's that time of year. And so it felt appropriate to talk about the last Halloween movie that you're ever going to see. I can't believe they're actually doing it. They're ending the saga. Not a chance we'll see this rebooted in two years. <laughs> they said it's the end. Halloween ends. Halloween ends. Yeah, the, the third of this David Gordon Green trilogy. We've covered uh, Halloween Kills covered last Halloween year. Kills. Talked uh, about Halloween 2018 in that one as yeah. well. Kills was a terrible movie. So I was dying to know what they were going to do, and I have no idea what they did. <laughs> I don't think anybody could have expected whatever Halloween ends is. How do you feel about <laughs> Halloween ends, Charlie? Well, I'll tell you. We, uh, we saw the last two together. Yeah. Uh, each on the opening weekend. Right, right, right. And this weekend I wasn't able to get out, so I watched it on Peacock. So we actually... Saw this separately. Haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> I have no idea what you think about this movie. You've kept like tight-lipped yeah, the well, whole night. Maybe you suspect. Uh, I liked it. Oh! <laughs> I liked it a lot. I was in A lot. It. I, was, <gasps> I was hooked from the opening scene, and I was in the whole way through. Oh, man. I think this is my favorite of the three <laughs> movies. I'm not even joking. No. I think so. Okay. I really dug it. So I've been less... What did you think of it? (laughs) This might be my least favorite Halloween (laughs) movies of the 13 Halloween (laughs) movies. I think I hated this. Mm -hmm. I think I really hated it. Um, So I am dying. (laughs) This is going to be so good. We don't usually come... uh, Yeah, we're we're not usually on polar opposites like this. Uh, I I don't don't know. I, uh... I do not remember a time... Where we were like polar opposites. Yeah. I I mean, I guess I was quietly dignified in my defense of Cocoon. <laughs> no, I don't know. I can't think of a movie where uh, where we really pitched uh-huh. this far. So, uh, first things first, my favorite shot of the movie. Pretty early in the movie. Favorite shot. This was great. When they showed a bunch of the coolest parts from Halloween 1978, <laughs> they do catch like you that up was like good. that was cool. Yeah, because I don't know what this story is. Mm-hmm. And Let, I'll say I think it's a I think it would be a it's silly. There's a lot of silly stuff. <laughs> no man, I'm I'm here. It, I'm uh, here for this. It's not perfect. I uh, but so I, I I got into it. I just I think this one looked the the best of the three. Okay, I think it captured the tones the the orange and the yellow halloween tones better i was into the actors and the and the characters okay i like i got 
This is like it. this is like how I kind of fell for for Tony and Maria. Oh yeah, but but plenty of people I've talked to hated the new West Side Story. Sure, I was far I was far apart on. I've come. I, I fell some... for Corey and Allison. Then wow. I guess is what it came down to. Yeah, that opening. So we do have to talk about this though. Let, let, we'll just go through it. We'll it's go on through. Peacock. We're going to talk ahead. everything. It's been out since opening night. It starts Halloween 2019, one year after the events of. The first two movies. Okay. And yeah. the parents are going to a Halloween party <laughs> on Halloween night. How dedicated are the adults of Haddonfield to their Halloween parties? Man, the last Halloween Kills spent so much of its awful runtime reminding us of it's like, we're a community of survivors. <laughs> In Haddonfield a year later, people don't give up. They are wearing their flappers dresses like, and their coal miner costumes. Later. One year later, we're leaving the 10-year-old at home. We've got to get to a party. The one-year anniversary of Evil Dies Tonight. <laughs> Remember when we had pitchforks as a town yeah. a year ago? When a, a popular and well-known killer from 40 years ago came back and murdered. How? What was the final body count that like night? 30. Gotta be, there were so many bodies. Dozens of people. It, it Cops. Was Halloween kills, man. Kids. Everyone in between. through that movie. And this is a year later. A year later, they're like, so Jeremy's been really scared and wetting the bed, and uh, we're going on to a Halloween party. Take care. And yeah, our friend Corey, the, the babysitter, has to watch this kid while they party. So I just, it, because I know we've talked about that with the original Halloween, where all the adults are out partying. Right. right? Why do you have partying. to have these babysitters on Halloween night? It's like, they are committing to the bit that you party on Halloween. I, love <laughs> it. I do love so, that. So. See, I started having problems right from the beginning because, so in the opening credits, I liked the opening credits, by the way. The uh-huh. title credits come after our Corey and Jeremy yeah, yeah. open. Uh, there's like four guys right in this movie. And this movie feels like the characters change from scene to scene. And everybody is acting in like different movies. And then it kind of becomes a different movie for an hour. Mm-hmm. But... There's this authenticity that the girls in the original had, you know, PJ Souls. And of course, you know, her and Lori just, they're great. Mm-hmm. You know, and our very girl. natural. Yeah. Yeah. Annie and of all of them. Annie's yeah. the best. Louis. Oh man. She's so good. Uh, I don't buy like any character in this movie and it's because they keep feeling so different. We get this scene where, you know, the, the, boy who used to mow the lawns is now last minute babysitter Mm -hmm. and the mother pulls him aside after a nice little scare great shot up the staircase oh yeah i did like as soon as we were looking up those stairs i knew what was gonna i was like that filled me with so much dread that you were in you were all right i think it was that shot up this this opening kind of chilled me uh, because yeah, he's watching the kid. The kid goes missing. Yeah, the doors open. He suddenly gets scared, and then we have this tragic accident that kind of defines him for the rest of the movie. Corey, the babysitter, right, where he accidentally murders but, a kid by kicking him off a third story landing. Yeah, in front of his parents. Man, and they Snap. that kid bounces it, and whips. As a new dad, let me tell you, that's a nightmare. <laughs> Didn't like that. <laughs> that's a nightmare scene to walk in and just see your kid actually bounce up because he hit the floor so hard. Oh, that was a... The, wow. the bounce was filmed very when they, grossly. I mean, that's, yeah, and, what, well, without being, uh, you know, full. The dread of her looking up those stairs, knowing that's what's going to... Like, just kind of being like, oh, fuck. That's what, that's what we're going to have now. 
Cause I knew nothing about this movie going in. So I, I had no Believe idea there me. was a Corey boyfriend who's turning into Michael Myers' angle. No I did idea. not know that an hour of this movie was the CW original Halloween Corey story. It's it's Friday the 13th, a new beginning. You know, like a new chapter, like part five where it's just like, it's not Jason. <laughs> yeah, this is, but I didn't. But this was. Uh, that's crazy that they would just. I mean, maybe I've just been oblivious to the advertising, but I don't remember hearing that this is a Corey movie. I didn't know. Anywhere. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that at all. Didn't know this was New Beginning. Yeah. Did not know that. And also, when I say this is written by different people, if I think about the most effective part of that opening babysitter scene, right? The shot up the staircase. That great shot. Curves are coming at unexpected parts. You can't quite get a shape for the house. Mm -hmm. Great shot, right? Good suspense building up. And then the mother pulls him aside. Has this very serious talk about how he's been wetting the bed, talking in his sleep, horrified of the boogeyman, right? And then the next scene it cuts to is just a full scene clearly written by Danny McBride, where the kid's now actually just a mouthy little Punk. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to what? So why did we build up all this tent? Like, is he just been fake wet in the bed so we can watch R-rated movies? Weird gambit. But then he's telling him, <laughs> telling the babysitter to suck it. <laughs> like, what? Who are these characters? Yeah, that they're was... totally different every single scene. Well, yeah, that it's true. We don't actually follow up on the bedwetting uh, scared kid combo. Yeah, yeah. he just dies. We yeah. get to hear about his bedwetting. Then he gets to tell called my ugly ass boy babysitter. <laughs> like, who's this seven year old? Who's this kid? Why uh, are so many people in this movie from the Bronx? Uh huh. Oh, I know. Why? <laughs> there are four distinct Bronx accents for weird reasons in this movie. It's in Illinois. There's like two people from Illinois in this whole thing. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't know why they keep. This whole movie's about like people getting stuck in Haddonfield. This movie has just been stuck in Haddonfield so much that people from New York are moving in. That it's, is a good question. Why is anyone living in this town? Yeah, man. After the things that have happened and then okay, so this is the this is the this, <laughs> this is, is definitely insane. one this is definitely the the moment where I was like, "Huh? They have Laurie recounting the events of the last, you know, three movies in this series from yeah. 78 and the new two. And then Michael Myers disappeared. Yeah. And we never heard from him again. <laughs> Michael Myers. I was like, that's the conclusion to kills? Is that, is that he just left yeah. after he gets to his house he and kills everyone? He just back to his home planet. Then he planet. just takes off. That's it. <laughs> Skips town. Nobody And nobody questions it. She moves into town. Never found him. Nope. People just, well, we poked around for a few days and well, figured he must turn up dead. So he's missing, presumed alive. And uh, we're going to the Halloween party. <laughs> See <laughs> <Yeah>. you later. <laughs> the next Halloween. It's nuts. But then, again, this movie feeling like it's written by four different guys. Uh, the vibes I immediately was thrown by in this whole movie is for the first minute and a half, it's Christine. Oh, this movie's Christine throughout. The whole to it, me, it, yeah. It starts as Christine, and then it keeps becoming more and more Christine. And it's this weird thing where I keep hearing them do interviews where it's like this is our own thing this is our trilogy and they can't stop making references to every reference in the movie mm -hmm. it's constant it it is in every scene 
it seethes throughout. <laughs> They're constantly name-checking things that Carpenter did and do- doing his things. And all the while saying, like, no, man, we're, our, we're doing our own thing. Here. Yeah. We're doing our own stories. I hate the constant... Well, what are the, uh, in the interviews, they're going to go, we just uh, ripped off a bunch of John Carpenter's scenes and just replayed them. Like, they're not going to tell you that. Oh. I have, so here's my theory. Here's why I like this He's movie. He's even named Cunningham. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. There you go. Uh, so I don't think they ever meant to make... Obviously, they never meant to make a trilogy. You don't think, they, they <laughs> you think this was a bet? They were hoping for a two spot? They didn't have a three movie story in mind. None of these three movies connects to the other movie. Yeah. They went to, you know, Malik Akkad and they said, we want to reboot Halloween, 40th anniversary coming up. Let's do this. And they brought four or five of their best ideas with them, mm-hmm. okay. thinking one would go. <laughs> and they, And then the guy goes, can you make three? And they're like, well, we haven't thought of that, but yeah, if we take I these guess. three separate ideas and make a trilogy out of them. Oh, man, this the f- idea. You know, it's like th- one idea was Michael's been in this uh, institution and breaks out and comes back to kill Lori. All right, that's a good idea. One idea is that Michael, you know, is, is missing since he disappeared, <laughs> and then a young skipped. guy comes across him and turns in, in and he becomes the next yeah. Michael Myers. That was this movie. Kills was like, what if we can't get Jamie Lee Curtis and we can just do <laughs> Tommy Doyle as an adult? What if Jamie Lee Curtis only agrees to do from bed acting? Well, that's why she's not in it. Yeah, they're like, well, we didn't really have a part for Laurie in this this idea, this pitch, but we'll make that the second movie. So if you think of this movie, or when I think of this movie, if I think of it as just its own reboot, its own story. Okay, just separate it, a new reboot. It works for me. It doesn't okay. work as a sequel to Kills or <laughs> yeah. the 2018 one. Well, it's going to be, it's always so going to be tough. Like, like, it's, its own, it's doing its own version of this kind of reboot. And I was, I was appreciating it. Imagine the hubris that we just lived through to yeah. just immediately come back and go, no, we're doing a trilogy. Like it's like they're stretching the Hobbit. I mean, if their main idea was to do a trilogy, I didn't get that. I didn't get what they were trying <laughs> to say in this trilogy. You know, this one I feel like had the most to say about evil and its shape and form. And it's not just this evil dies tonight thing. It's this idea of it changing shape. And I really bought into the Corey like going down the dark path. Like this guy that had everything going for him. Gets hit with this terrible thing, becomes an outcast in town, can't leave because he's got no support system anywhere else. Sure. And his kind of just, and then he kind of just develops this mask-like face in the movie to me. And then he just kind of goes down this dark path that they talk about. And I don't know. I bought it. This is interesting. I I like it. I'm I'm into this. And Allison, the uh, Andy Matichak, finally gets to do something interesting with yeah, her character she, that was a tough part because she's kills. just a, a screamer and then goes on this blood rage in part two that never worked for me but this time it's like she's trying to rebuild her life no one's the only people interested in her are the creepy cops that she hates sure so like as a horny young 24 year old woman who's like finally found someone she can talk to you know she's not just the nurse trying to rehabilitate a, a broken soul. Like she is broken. They're both broken people. Yeah, she immediately recognizes like, it. Like I thought it's, this was going to go into like a Badlands territory wow. where <laughs> Allison starts killing with him because Corey starts killing all these people, kills her boss. And I was yeah. like, are we going to see Allison take up the knife? And uh, I like that they didn't go that way. But I, guess I thought what... I thought it was a, it was a it's a tough 
ask of an actress to be like, you have to fall in love with this total creep and like believe that. And I, I, I bought it. You bought into that. I guess then when I'm hearing you describe these things that on their own could work really well for me, I guess what's my main complaint with kills was how much Lori strode. Like, why is this not about the conclusion to her thing? Yeah. But now in this one, it was like, I think Laurie Strode's things kept feeling like they were interrupting <laughs> yeah. the story that they wanted to tell. And she's just going back to like rewrite. We're seeing her edit in real time. Her, her, <laughs> <laughs> like, we do get like my life with evil kind of book. The old lady hitting backspace one, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. Typing out it. You know, well, she's like, just like sipping her like. Her international house of delights, yeah. like I know. When uh, we started getting her narration of like everything, and then everything changed, and evil infected the town. I was like getting really worried. I was like, okay, at least it's in this her writing a metaphor and not just uh, like narration. All that stuff was feeling like because it's it started to feel like Bill Pullman in Serpent <laughs> the Rainbow. You know, like just revolution was in the air. Yeah. <laughs> evil, like, you could taste you it. Could, everyone was getting infected by this damn evil. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah her stuff the year was 65 <laughs> the Beatles were teaching us about rock and roll exactly. oh god I felt that immediately I couldn't stop it just like yeah just... evil dot 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 yeah <laughs> just like sitting in her nice blouse and yeah. burning That's a pie this and... is good this is good stuff yeah, yeah. I was so into the idea I I think I haven't revisited it since I think we saw it, you know, opening night, the original mm. of the reboot, 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked the idea of her as this 40-year tortured soul living in as a survivor with traps in her house, right? Mm-hmm. Preparing, like making a burn furnace yeah, in yeah. her basement just to find, you know, to take this dude out going full rainbow waiting for him expecting him right and this is like a year later and she's like i moved back into town i got a nice sunlit nook Mm -hmm. that i can sit my tea in and write my stories and it's just a lot i love that strength that that linda hamilton kind of essence that she was bringing in the first one and then barely in the middle one and then just a totally different character. So I kind of resented their connection to the original one at this point. Whereas that was like the biggest, coolest part of the mm. 2018 one. It was just such a different tone and it kept interrupting whatever they were doing with their young lovers with uh, who were yeah. both kind of shunned by their small shitty town that's being invaded by mouthy kids <laughs> from the boroughs. Love I love that little kid that that punk Bronx kid. Dude, Come on, I hate these the band kids. kid. The, I hate these. They were like kids. they were like band kid bullies, like in their band uniforms, bullying a twenty four year old man. That is, it Gotta just feels that. like who is writing and it's <laughs> all of these different ideas being injected into this movie, and it all feels so jarring. These people don't look like people. Yeah. Nobody in a Haddonfield looks like a real person. You have some 
independently operating 24-hour 1975 disc jockey (laughs) who owns his own neon radio station and radio tower in the middle of the town like we're in war days. Oh, man. When they started the Haddonfield Rock, (laughs) I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Who are any of these people? It almost got postmodern at a time. We were like, what era are we supposed to be in exactly? Four of those marching band kids. I've only seen one kid that looks kind of like one of those kids. Those kids look like alien freaks. Yeah. This isn't like the Terminator punks in the beginning, you know, getting jumped. They're just like, that's not, who is that guy? Just carrying his drums with his Bobby Buttnick hair. I looked that guy up. It's like, oh, he was like a TikTok guitar player, singer. Like, yeah, he looks like some asshole like that. That makes sense. I bet a lot of those, a lot of people are like that in this movie. Like uh, everybody felt like they're all getting their own TikTok scene, yeah. so they all got to get in there and suddenly riff kicked out of the sharks come snapping into town, going, "Hey, buddy boy!" <laughs> but you like West Side yeah. Story, I do. I don't. Want... <laughs> if I got a full, that's the thing. If anybody, if, if any one of these scenes had their way over to Corey to no, be, yeah, up. man, I probably would have been in. Actually, once they revealed they were legitimately in the marching band, if they were snapping and they had a beat, like, why were they in the marching band? We got no kind of marching band payoff of any kind. Michael should have tromboned the fuck out of somebody's butt just Uh, like right right through the head right nope they're just a marching band for some reason because one of the 17 guys writing this wrote that specific scene i think those are just the costumes they had on hand that day like i told you (laughs) i want uh i'll say uh to the jamie lee curtis like yeah moving back into town thing i felt like uh so she yeah she spends 40 years prepared for michael right yeah full you know, knows all the guns, has, yeah. like you said, has the... Dedicated all of her life just for that. when it happens, he comes back, kills her daughter, kills her son-in-law, kills pretty much everybody she knows except, you know, Will Patton and her granddaughter. And, like, she, yeah, she failed. She totally fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And it's she like the grief back. is now even that much worse because he's, like, killed her family. And her being, like... uh trying to be okay with it was just this mask you know you think and, she was and, wearing a mask it seemed very and allison and her both trying to pretend like they're happy together and they're supporting each other by the end you can tell they're just they're just angry yeah and they're upset and and uh so, I, I got into that idea and then you know at the end when she's you know we see her fight back it was like she was under there all the time she was just trying to hide that but i guess it's this 40 years spent, you know, you watch this guy burn. I saw him. You know, what can destroy this thing? I think a major, major problem with this is I've really lost track of, like, who Michael Myers is Mm -hmm. or who he's supposed to be. Like, is he actually the persona? Because I've been led to believe that he is evil. Like, conventional weapons can't, like, he's Jason. Nothing can kill him. Nothing can kill like. him. He is evil personified. He thrives on hate, right? And I, I mean, I love the scene where the cop is following Corey, and they go into the sewer, and Michael Myers is regenerated by killing this yeah, guy. Yeah, the way he's getting stronger with every stab. I was like, that's fucking cool. That, I, I got into that. That was really cool. Yeah, but that wasn't really a thing that was explored. I don't know what his powers are. His power changed from scene to scene. Sometimes he's classic Michael Myers, just 
walking a person across a room by the neck, mm-hmm. holding them up on the wall and doing a, doing a classic double M stab through the wall like he does one a, of his signature stabs. I enjoyed that kill as well. But then also but then like later that night he's like a hunched over weird old guy and old as hell. I, yeah, yeah. I, I so he's aging? Does age the evil ages out? Is that what it is? I don't know the metaphors that might be hinted at. I don't, I don't understand Michael Myers. Maybe it's like the you know the the thing in it where it's like if you're scared of it, it gets more power. But but if you're not, so did like maybe Lori's power over him was that she wasn't scared at the end. We we got this kind of uh, Jason X kind of scene. I thought where where. Uh, these marching band punks won't leave Corey alone. These toughs, uh-huh. these marching band toughs with bad hair, <laughs> who don't talk like humans talk. I would never let my child have a haircut hey, like that. By my the way. family <laughs> for Chicago. Yeah, hey, Corey, kid, I just want to apologize. Your drummer's son. Yeah, <laughs> who are these kids? Well, they end up knocking him over a bridge. And then Michael Myers drags him to the sewer because he's Pennywise oh, now. I love that scene, though, where he's getting dragged into the sewer and you just see him just disappear into <laughs> that sewer like, hole. They're like, yeah, we're also going to do it. We're he's also going to do, you know, you know, he's now he's Pennywise. It's ridiculous. But that scene of him. But I was like smiling. I was his, into it while I was watching it. I don't know. I can't tell you what this movie just something about it hooked me, man. Like, I know awesome. it's so dumb that, yeah, he's now Pennywise and he's this evil thing in the sewer he that feeds. captures homeless people and eats them or something and then it's like but then it's like you've he, seen people where, disappear into there yeah where he's that scene where he stares at cory and then is like lets him go he's like i see you i so yeah but game recognized does he have game. Some, <laughs> <laughs> is there a, so is he human does he recognize other guys that have like Maybe have the, the goods path. In you it. got the goods, kid. Hey, you, you did, yeah. You and me, we could be a team here. I'll apprentice you Dude, in my Michael Myers. Just some Arnie Cunningham. The idea of Arnie Cunningham, not just in Christine while she's mowing down a guy, but if Arnie Cunningham was like doing karate next to <laughs> <laughs> or he slowly turns into a car somehow. Yeah, yeah I don't know, like. He's wearing her grill and all this. I don't know. I know. I don't know, man. (laughs) I liked it. It's kind of dumb. The scene where he finally goes full out and kills those teenagers. I was like, that was a great scene. So the one benefit, the one benefit of having all of these incredibly phony ass people is they, for the most part, died pretty terribly. Yeah. Sometimes the build was forever. These, some of the the kill on these kids was great. But damn, it was like an hour 20 in. Like, I oh, I had to put up with too much of these mouthy kids. I like too that much slow burn, too. I, you know, the thing with kills is that it never could develop any tension or dread or terror because it's just hack and slash from the get-go. Kills was That's kills what was, was the too problem. Much. It was it, too much. I just couldn't get into it. This one, I was able to get into it. And then, yeah, the slow burn builds and builds and stabs that homeless man and he's kills you know kills the cop it was, and then by the time he gets to those kids it's like oh man here we go it was it was really was jarring it. for me cuz for the first i don't know hour 5 hour 10 the movie doesn't really attempt to be that scary mm-hmm. after this kid's accidental death which happens what probably 3 4 minutes in it's quick yeah you get hit with a kid's limp body flopping up into camera frame 
quick. Oh, fuck. That, that gets so snapped bad. up. That, looked rough. that was so bad. <laughs> like that. The thing is, we've seen so many other gory falls in movies. It's nothing gross like the Midsummer mm-hmm. splatter. It's nothing like that. It's a total camera trick. But it is the sound, the foley work, the sound design, and that kid's that kid's neck. Yeah, that didn't look right. Yeah, no, I, but I also appreciated that that it wasn't trying to just go for the gore the whole movie like the last. I one didn't was. need and and the, the one before that too. It's like Halloween 2018. It was like you look back, it's like man, he was just killing people like 20 minutes in throughout yeah. the movie, just spiking kids on fences, just doing it, just going after podcasters and yep bathrooms. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, there was a lot of silliness in this movie. Is it any sillier than a podcaster gets to no, go into an insane asylum with his original like, Michael Myers mask? Yeah, but you can't say like, oh, is this really so bad? What about this other thing that's also <laughs> yeah. bad? Like, yeah, a lot of these, yeah. I think these three movies are just kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're really bad. I I liked uh, 2018 when we saw it. It's like, man, I bet. I bet now it's just like I would see the elements of kills and ends and just be like, I am tired of this. Maybe. I just, I don't think it works. I think they these are easily in my bottom half of my Halloweens, but I think these kills and ends might be 12, 13. Mm. I don't think I hate this one anywhere near as much as I hate kills. Kills was yeah. just offensively right. bad. This is a thousand. This times went for better. an idea, and I do respect that. Yes, I yes, that's what I think is what I liked about it, is that they actually try to do something a little bit with it, yeah. rather than just evil dies tonight chanted for forty five minutes. Like this one, yeah, the the drama of seeing this Corey guy trying to just get through life and get pounded on, you know, it's like. Not the it's not like the Walking Phoenix Joker, but it had that kind of <laughs> it had that kind of thing, right? Like he the, looks like this the, the broken man getting further, you know, beaten down and then finally getting back at society. I mean, it is one of my real nightmares to accidentally, you know, not see a kid on a bike oh, and go through a crosswalk. It feels like a thing that could just easily happen. Right to and then any to, kind of any level of driver to stay in that small town where you're just gonna run into that kid's mom four years later at a club or something like that's a night yeah that is a she's worst still, case man the mom's still in the flapper dress still wearing the dress <laughs> still goes out on Halloween still does it yeah <laughs> jeez these people that's the thing there's so much of like this is a very serious drama trauma uh, movie and these are real traumas and you're Traumas can define you, but don't let them make you into. But also, here's this goofball who runs a radio station in this next seat. Like, I don't know what they want yeah. from me. I don't. Well, yeah, I can't then, get into one of these stories when it felt like it was a new set piece. The the final, obviously, uh, five minutes or whatever, kind of undoes the whole drama of the movie, and I laughed out loud. <laughs> for like the last five minutes of this movie i thought it was so funny as soon as you see that black sheriff pull up yeah it's like this is how we do it tonight i was like oh god here we go we're going back into this, kills territory this movie did not earn like a candy man community pyre yeah. body surfing michael myers through the the whole town comes out to watch the body get destroyed it's insane how Four years ago, we were like, evil dies tonight, ah, like coming with literal just broom handles to go at evil. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> a 
four years later, people are still like go, go at evil. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they did. They like fought him one at a time, like it was a Steven Seagal movie. Let's go, evil. You Let's and me. do it. I brought this <laughs> stick I found. It's table other, leg. I'm seeing other guys have lit something on fire. That guy has a nail board. I I, look, I didn't plan ahead. All right, I got I got wrapped up in the emotion, and now they're all coming together. I was waiting for that Philip Glass score to just kick in, that angelic voices as they body surfed Michael Myers through the boys. Well, they even get the the black lady who we thought got killed in the yeah. last movie is like in the wheelchair, watching it, you know, following I'm, the parade. I'm picturing Michael Myers like in his sewer. With, with like a bunch of body count slash marks on there. And then when he saw that woman at the grocery store, he had to like kind of edge one out. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of does like, his signature head tilt, but he's like, what the fuck? He's like, no. I definitely fucking. Yeah, I had that. Put a whole like fluorescent light in her neck. So we had that kind of <laughs> Jason Expo where we see, you know. His eyes make contact with Corey's eyes. And then, but I wasn't sure. that. Is, is he possessing him? Yeah. Is there a telepathy angle? Is this a is Michael Myers telepathic? He's passing on the evil. Are those? I that, don't know. I'm not sure about that. Kind one of yet. hinted at. It's yeah. is he controlling him? Is he trying to inhabit him? Are they be- trying to inhabit each other? How deep is this going? The movie wouldn't really let me find out. Mm-hmm. It didn't know like it knew. I don't know what. I don't know who Michael Myers is now. I don't know why he's teaming up with an acquitted uh, child murderer. Yeah. I mean, the the simple problem is you were never really supposed to know anything about Michael Myers. That was the yeah, whole that's point of I think, the movie. I think we're, I think <laughs> Originally, we're getting too right? into the psyches and yeah. stuff. After 13 movies, it's like this was a character that was meant to be on screen for nine minutes total in one movie. And then they were going to make a different Halloween movie, you know, or, I think or I w- not. But. I think I would have respected this so much more if I go in and there's no Jamie Lee Curtis and no Michael Myers. I think if they fully committed mm-hmm. into making this Corey, keep Allison. Keep the girl that was Lindsay from the... Keep those kind of people, but none of the big ones. And no pointless shit like the sheriff coming back going, saying a catchphrase. Yeah. Nothing like that. If they made this Corey and uh, Allison mm-hmm. story fully, but still called it Halloween Ends, man, that would be great. Do you appreciate more what the mindset might have been like at the time? Of season of the witch, oh yeah, well, we were too course. young for to live through whatever kind of uproar there would have been, mm-hmm. and it can't really get to that level of not knowing now. But you and I watch season of the witch, and I love it. It's it's like my it's it might be my movie. favorite Halloween. Yeah. I don't know, contender for my favorite. But yeah, if you're sold a bill of goods saying, "Hey, this is the new Halloween movie," and you love that Michael Myers. Then you're going to be upset in 1982 or whenever yeah. it came out, right? And so I kind of appreciate that because now I was kind of sold this one story. And even if I attempted to get into it, it's just like we're still wrapping up with these other people's traumas. And they're all just talking about their traumas. Mm-hmm. And they're all just like we're still just kind of crawling to the end of all these. I don't care about like the sheriff's cherry blossoms. Yeah. Or, you know, like really, all these yeah. peoples get their own individual monologues and confrontations and it's just this series of acting monologues through the whole thing i did i did enjoy will patton's acting you did like you know he's He's a sweetheart guy in this story do you like how he how he missed the can of green beans and uh and recovered it in the shopping cart like Did you like how he just studio how he it. just slammed that meat into the bottom of the cart Dude. when he got it? <laughs> he dumped that just raw burger. 
just like slammed it so hard that could have sloshed anywhere. I know. I was like, is that what? Is that how people treat their meat? Is that what Haddonfield <laughs> does to their meat? All right. So I talked about how the two people that actually felt like they'd be from a Chicago suburb. One of them is the supermarket deli guy. Mm-hmm. Who it felt like they found a guy who worked at the supermarket they were filming in. He's just like, hey, three pounds of ground chicken. <laughs> and my favorite character in the movie. A character that I actually would have loved to have a movie on. Stepdad Ron. Corey's stepdad Ron is an all-time great, cool, old, fat guy. Oh, yeah. Who has some heart. This guy's got his own traumas that we don't know about. But we know that sometimes to avoid uh, the old nagging wife at home, another Jewish woman from <laughs> from Long Island. That was the biggest. Moving to Haddonfield. Yeah. That, that, those, that the parents and Corey were the biggest, like, Christine yeah. feeling to me. Yeah, the, but I love stepdad Ron. Yeah. I love the moment where Ron gives him the, the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Gives him his Christine. They're working at a salvage at a yard, even. You man. gotta love a good junkyard. Come on. So, that no, was a good I love junkyard. Christine. I don't need him <laughs> showing up to babysit, wearing Arnie's blue jacket. It's such, just like, we get it. You also have seen this and love this movie. It's so. And, and meanwhile, you get this sweetheart of a bear just staying at his job late to avoid, get a couple hours of me time in. Watching Hard Target on his laptop with his headphones, mm-hmm. just sitting in his salvage yard. I love that's that's a Sopranos scene right there. Yeah, I liked Ron a lot. That's a, that's a guy working at some dock, some garbage yard that they have a stake in, literally the dump, and he's just watching Hard Target. Oh, see, that's give me that reference. I sure, lo- I love Let that. Just the yeah. idea of him knowing, just like. Yeah, Shireen's uh, on one tonight. I think I'm going to have a little JCVD in the office. Well, there's, yeah. there's that great scene where, yeah, Corey's mom is trying to be like, you get out of here, because she's a, the very overprotective oh, mother. She's aw- and, she, and then they get into this weird sexual, you know, she slaps him and then gives him a kiss. like Kiss oh, on the oh, mouth, oh. yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, then Ron's just been sitting there the whole time. May you find love. <laughs> yeah, I, but it was so sweet. It was so. Yeah. It was like I hope you find love. Yeah. You know, he yeah. recognized this kid's trauma. That Ron felt like a guy that would have been a much better outlet than meeting sewer Michael Myers. Ron seemed like classic good guy. He was probably a widower, mm-hmm. married another widower, who's awful but a good cook. And when you're uh, carrying around three eighty. You know, like Ron, the Chicago Seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy Big looks. Ronnie. This guy looked like he played like guy who played on a a Bears like practice team. He didn't make an actual squad, but he was on the squad that got cut right before the season. I could see that. Yeah. And then once he was no longer doing two a days, he ballooned up to yeah. three eighty. He blew out his knee early and uh, yeah went to junkyard. And so I love him. I love this tenderness. That little clap on his on Arnie Cunningham's shoulder. when he gives him the bike you know it's a we don't know how long he's been in his life but i like a good stepdad who recognizes when he uh the amount he should be involved Mm -hmm. i like that they didn't have him echoing the awful 
mother who says weird things like boys who keep secrets don't get their butterscotch or whatever like oh yeah don't get to their pudding there was a lot of cartoon characters in this they're in all this cartoons but yeah. then you got this big old softy ron in his velour sweatshirt and his pockmarked face just, i hope you find love mm-hmm. who is this guy i felt that with the 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 kids parents jeremy's parents right the mom's this like you can't think you think you can't do this, and then we get to meet the dad later on and just playing pool. And uh, his speech about you know people taking his despair and making it about them, like yeah. that really, I don't know, that just that guess, ringed in my ear a, a bit. Yeah. I guess that's why the, the cartoon kind of characters kept betraying the fact that a lot of these people's scenes, like you know. I think some people didn't need their own monologue scene, but other ones I think could have really benefited the movie if they stuck to that theme. Uh, Jeremy's dad was a really good scene. Her, uh, Lori and him yeah. basically comparing notes right, <laughs> on their interpretations of evil and how to process uh, the worst moment of your life. But then it would go right on back to old marching band mullet mm-hmm. or some guy like that. just Or just another reference to a, no, we got to get the guy who originally played Michael Myers. And he's got to say a line from the original movie because everybody in Haddonfield all knows the same gags. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I hate it. It's so intrusive. Mm. It keeps getting in the way of whatever good parts of the story. And it keeps intruding where it doesn't need to intrude. We don't need cameos. Yeah. We don't need guys skating into camera, saying their catchphrase to the camera, and then never coming back. That doesn't need to happen. We don't need to do that. And so many movies start to do that now. And 2018 version didn't feel like that, by my memory. I'm going to watch this thing back in it. And hate it. I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember at the time being super excited and sold on the movie just on the fact that there's a new John Carpenter score. Sure. That he's scoring it. That That's my seal of approval right there. And all of these have had his score. And by and large, his score has been the best thing about Good score in these this movie. movies. Yeah. But I felt the score was so downplayed. I've been listening to it today on Spotify over and over. And... There's so many cues and so many themes that I just don't remember. I've now watched this movie once and skimmed through it twice, and it's so buried. Mm. And it's so, uh, the ways it's present, the way his scores can make themselves known and know when to drift back. In his own movies, he's like a, you know, master at it. And this is just them kind of throwing in their own stuff, and it was drowned out so many times by more of these intrusive, very modern songs. Mm-hmm. Like they're making their own dumb guy Wes Anderson. We got to have their the soft cruising mellow jam song at night that I've been thinking of for a motorcycle ride, and they just all felt like they were just drowning out this cool, uh, atmospheric John Carpenter Daniel Davies sound that makes it sound like Halloween. Most of this movie didn't feel like it even took place in the month of October. There was no Halloween stuff about it. Mm-hmm. Except for like, oh yeah, we're going to a costume party. And then the rest is just Haddonfield sucking. That's the only thing. Yeah. It's not scary. Just everybody sucks in Haddonfield before they come together for their community uh, shredding. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh so hard when they throw him in that shredder. 
I died. I was like, I guffawed. I genuinely guffawed. (laughs) Seeing this big just blood bubble burst. (laughs) He goes down. Evil evil just gets exploded. But now I'm like, Uh, I wanted it to. I think I would have been fully sold on this movie. If as he just gets splatted through this industrial grinder, just blood and splatter everywhere, and everybody had their cathartic Philip Glass angelic moment, they had shown Michael Myers like bits getting into the water supply. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> like, Michael Myers is infecting an assault. Like, is it going to become some Resident Evil thing where everybody just gets? Because that's why. No, that's get. a good idea. Is he possessing Corey? I didn't know. I didn't understand. How human is he? So uh, burning him alive in the hottest temperatures possible, not a problem. But like cutting open his arm, this is it. He has blood? He does bleed. He bleeds this whole time? I've heard if it bleeds, you can kill it. Yeah. I've always been told. I've heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Some dudes with, with big guns have said that before. Yeah. But- he bleeds? And, and Has he you, always bled? You can also break an arm at one point if it's choking Laurie and Allison runs in and just like table <laughs> snaps him. Yeah. He's very mortal in this movie, but also not. I don't know. I don't understand his immortality. I'm yeah. pretty sure Again, he, I don't this think version of his. Yeah. So it keeps, he keeps taking on all these different characteristics. It's like now we're all putting our traumas on <laughs> Michael Myers and giving him his own bullshit. So now Myers is just living in a sewer dealing with his shit. Yeah. I think that was kind of, yeah, that that was maybe the point of that whole dad, uh, Jeremy's dad speech. It's just like, you guys are trying to make this movie about you. This is, this is our movie. We're, we'll, we'll do whatever, you know, we'll do whatever we want. Yeah. Good or bad, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I... To me, to me, the fact that this even had parts that I liked, I think, was a surprise. Because I, just, <laughs> okay. I disliked it. every part of Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills was so unpleasant and so unfunny. And it's just, so another montage of characters. It was just a slog. And this one, I was like, I, yeah, I, I like these characters. I feel for these characters. I uh, liked the kills when they did appear. I liked that scary scarecrow mask he had. Corey I do had. like his mask. I I like this like, stuff. The the kill when he when he kills uh, Allison's boss. Yeah. And Myers kills the, uh, the the bitch nurse who also doesn't feel like a real person. Yeah. And all these people are just so this weird cartoon going around this very seriously taken drama, you know, and <laughs> there's still though we're taking these people's trauma seriously. But then a Danny McBride line will come in, and you got Jamie Lee Curtis talking about, like, rip your shirt off and show your fucking tits. And just like, <laughs> who is this woman? But then a woman says, like, hey, you know, your brother's a real asshole. Then she's in her car just like, <gasps> like, who are you? I don't know. None of these people seem like they're written by the same people. So their moods yeah. and tones keep shifting really wildly. Myers himself changes so much. I can't understand if the killing does make his posture, make him stand a little straighter, if it feels good. Because then he'd just be uh, outpowered by a by a guy that couldn't even, he couldn't even beat up a high school marching band. Yeah, and now that... he's getting into collar and elbow tie-ups with Michael Myers. <laughs> that was pretty funny. They have the scuffle in the in the sewer there and rips his mask off. That's that's Corey. 
getting strong. <laughs> He's getting with the darkness, eight. the evil in him. You know, just the, like give me that fucking mask. You know, what? <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much did that. Yeah, he was like pinning his arms down with his knees, like come on, give me, come on, you little bitch. <laughs> Give me the mask, old man. Yeah. It's just so weird that he gets punked out by this marching band who have just their butt. They're all skinny. They're all smaller than him. Yeah. If a bunch of 15. That's a short group of kids. Yeah, 16-year-old brats that were 5'5 started mouthing off at me at the movies, I'm still dumb enough to get into it. Like, no, no, no. This kid with this dumb haircut is going to call me an asshole? Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. No, you're smaller than me. You're a little kid. If it was a girl, I'll, no, you can't. You just, yeah, they're brutal. Or just buy their kids brutal. some beer. You know, what's uh, the problem? I don't know. But no, he's, he's on probation. He can't, yeah, you he can't. can't you can't get caught doing anything. Yeah, you can't be affiliating with minors again. That's, Corey, that's true. <laughs> you don't I want to think about that. You don't want no ties to a not, minor. Not supposed to be talking to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I guess Michael senses the darkness in Corey, so takes him under his wing, kinda. And then they don't even give us the shot of Michael cruising on his motorcycle with him. (laughs) Were you not expecting that? I thought they were building to it, that whole scene. We do get a lot of motorcycle riding. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of riding. How else did he get there? He just, you Cor- know. You think Corey's going to take his bike across town and Michael has to trudge? No, man. They did a faraway shot of somebody riding bitch. And it's like, oh, are they showing Myers, Myers riding to the bitch seat? That'd be so great. And then it's just Allison. Or it's just, yeah. It's like, I felt so betrayed. Michael's like. Show me how to ride this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Michael just kind of putting his hand tenderly over Corey's on the brake. I could have sworn because they showed this That's long funny. shot of the bike going like from left to right off into the distance of them after killing the doctor and the assistants, right? And you can see a shape mm. on the back of Corey. It's not just Corey. You can see a shape. And then it cuts to tight tight <laughs> on this bike right and as it pans up it's like cory riding towards the camera and all you see is cory mm-hmm. you don't see what's behind him and it keeps panning up cory <laughs> just kept waiting see that mask just pop up over his shoulder <laughs> i wanted that would have been so epic. bad that would have been epic i saw it panning up and i never even considered that it would be allison that was such that was such a cruel bait and switch i only thought that was myers <laughs> and then when it's just her leaner shoulder it's just like oh what Are you kidding me that's like bait that that might as well have been like, oh wait, so he was also at this other part. Of- yeah, he has a twin. That's they so might funny. as well have introduced a twin if you're gonna throw in that kind of swerve. I needed Myers on that bike. This was their chance. Just him, just kind of clutching his jacket, <laughs> like <laughs> arms wrapped around him. They had the chance to do that. Nobody's ever going to come that close to filming Myers on a motorcycle. (laughs) We're never getting back there. We're going to get eight more Halloweens, and we're never going to get a motorcycle one. (sighs) This was it. That's true. Well, now they have to reboot it. 
<laughs> now we have to. We have to we have to trademark this idea. Got they didn't commit to it, somebody has to. Halloween on a bike. Just feels like a major missed opportunity. And this movie, I think, is just a missed opportunity. It was them trying to do fan service by constantly referencing mm-hmm. things that people would know. While trying to do something that nobody would know. It's like, man, I get prob if there was a studio saying you're not making a movie without Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in this. But there's so much just like, let Haddonfield bury it. We don't, we know more false kills. Is this wood chipper really the end? Probably not. Probably not. I don't know. I would love to s- see them try to go back to that anthology idea. Like, re- I wish, not, but remake, that's what I th- not remake Season of the Witch, like, shot for shot or anything. No, no, no. But, like, an idea like that, like, go back Do it. to... That, but that that's, idea. The problem is it's just not as a necessity. Ryan Murphy's burned that into the ground. Mm-hmm. He's made nothing but every horror uh, trope for and every season of American Horror Story. Covered it in long seasons with yeah. way bigger budgets than a Halloween movie would get. And back when Season of the Witch came out, you weren't the idea of a yearly different new Halloween story sounds cool. That was on TV every year, and I found out I was getting a new Charlie Brown Halloween. Every year, a new one, a new Garfield one, instead of the same exact one. <laughs> that sounds That'd awesome. Great. But now if you're just getting a new surprise Halloween story, mm. seems cool. And I wish this movie could have done that. Maybe they can make a Shudder series out of it like they did with Creepshow or something. I mean, we talked about the new Hellraiser reboot recently. Yeah, I would bet dollars to donuts we're getting a Hellraiser series within the next Mm. year or two. I don't know how successful that movie is since it didn't play in theaters, but we're somebody's going to option it and do a series. We're just going to get these kind of series. There will be a Halloween series. And I'm sure we'll eventually get that idea of a yearly anthology. I'm imagining that being like hosted by Michael Myers, like Crypt Keeper style, (laughs) but he's just like, it's just doing (laughs) pantomime kind of stuff. Just walking around, pointing at things, head tilting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'd probably be into that. (laughs) If we turn Halloween on a motorcycle, I know you're going to be into it. If they had just turned Halloween into like what Rob Zombie did with the Munsters, just go outright sitcom with it. I'd probably be just into that. Mm. Just depart. They kept they kept too many of their feet in the water while trying to tell this other story. They kept paying too much lip service. They kept not letting go of these traumas. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's yeah they're trying to tell this very serious story, but they keep having these moments of levity or yeah the obvious reference or having you know Darcy the male girl from Joe Bob in there right and in the twenty four uh, hour station the Haddonfield radio. So there's a podcast with Gorley and Rust, Matt Gorley and Paul Rust. Uh-huh. They did a whole season of Halloween movies, and they would start every one with Haddonfield pub, you know, rock and roll radio, <laughs> and they would act like they were like DJs. Wow! So, so that was a and I'm so I'm watching this movie going like, did they rip off a podcast about Halloween? Is there just or, or like every take? idea of yeah, like did, yeah? So it was yeah. There it was felt too so many out. of those moments, like you said, that take you out they of it because you you're going so wait, out. wait, that was a podcast I listened to. What, it's Is so many different personalities showing up and just doing a bit. Yeah. It was as jarring as Anthony Michael Hall in the last one. Hmm. Just like, who's this meaty-faced Anthony Michael Hall? Get anybody. Get anybody. 
year ago, people are talking, yeah. telling Haddonfield ghost stories, but everybody's still obsessed with this cursed holiday. Is it like Derry, Maine, where the if you get out of Haddonfield, you suddenly get forget all about it the farther away you get? Is there some kind of curse? Because every time they apply a curse and I get all into the idea of a curse, now nah, it turns out you can just kind of push a fridge onto him. <laughs> He's got a bad knee. He's an old man. <laughs> you can push a fridge onto the onto the devil? I thought he's the devil. Haven't they implied that this is the devil? I mean, evil, right? Evil. Yeah. That seems like the devil. You I did just... love the line where, yeah, Will Patton comes in. He's like, is he dead? And Allison goes, not dead enough. Yeah, I like, like it. See, I do like it. And great. let me tell you, even though it did feel weirdly abrupt, because just the idea of another movie building to another Laurie Strode, Michael showdown mm-hmm. was ridiculous. I did kind of like the fake out ending of, of her looking framed for... The same way he was framed yes. for the kids' murder, yeah, him I did framing like that. her. That's a that's a good way for a real jerk to go out. And uh, but I, as Home Alone as it was, I really do like Lori. Like, yeah, now I'm nailing your leg to this t- part of the table. Now I'm locking this down. Like now Myers just has bones you can break. Mm-hmm. Now he snaps like a man. I don't know how mortal is he. Is it? Does he got a power meter? They have no indication of how strong yep. this man is anymore. We'll find out next year when Halloween returns. <laughs> Halloween, Halloween's back. It's like this March. Yeah. And uh, I I do like her bloodletting him. Then suddenly Ooh. this movie just gets super bloody where he's stabbing into her. Oh, with another knitting needle. Remember <laughs> the remember 1978? What are the odds she'd have the knitting needle right there? Yeah. <laughs> this whole movie just reminds me. So you said it was the best looking of three. When I see those original scenes shown, it just reminds me of how immaculately lit 1970. It is one of the greatest lit, maybe yeah. the greatest lit horror movie ever. The lighting in that house is in amazing through so many different scenes, through mm-hmm. all the kills of all her friends, all the lighting, all the rooms. It's perfect. This movie I thought looked very good in the theater, but it still had that modern sheen. Yeah. A lot of that slickness. And then when I watched it later on Peacock, it was much darker. My phone version of it was very dark, and the TV version was very dark. Yeah. That's that's the problem I had with the Hellraiser, like watching it on streaming. Like I couldn't genuinely make out what was going on. (laughs) Right. I, I didn't really have that problem with this one, but I just, I thought the camera moved a lot better in this one. Okay. It just got me into that 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 kind of Dean Coondy, you know, movement yeah. that you get in the first one, which I, is I felt in this extraordinary. One. <laughs> I felt a lot of that. But and I guess it boiled down to me not feeling it yeah. as much. And but then after we get her, then we, you know, nailing him to different parts of the countertop, bloodletting him from the neck and like giving him a little wrist slash too. Oh man. Just Ooh, we did That made me wince. Speaking of things we're now just getting in horror movies regularly, I do like the I'm Not Dead Yet, where he just rips the whole knife through his finger crotch. That's got to be the third movie this year that's done that, right? With the hand dividing in half. Hellraiser did it, didn't it? Hellraiser did it. And men men did it Men did the most disgusting version of it. Maybe even another one. I wouldn't doubt if it happened in The Northman. 
I wouldn't doubt if something like that happened in Crimes of the Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like I'm getting hands split down the middle in a lot of movies. It was probably in Jackass Forever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure half the movies have had that, because I saw that, and it's just one of these just like, of course. How am I still not... People don't... They know sell knives. Yeah. Nobody sells a knife (laughs) through the hand anymore. Yeah, that shit's supposed to hurt, right? Yeah, nobody (laughs) just pulls it out like, like we would. They just go, you know what? I'm taking the scenic yeah, route. I'll go the whole way. <laughs> Everybody, this is, I mean, four people ate Tide Pods and the America flipped <laughs> out. We've seen so many hand, like, uh, people are going to get the ideas. That must be, that's this year's horror trend. Like, the year before, right, it was like the bones sticking out the of The leg something. breaks, so many bone breaks. And that one, that, I don't remember what movie we were watching, but there was three trailers in a row that had like the hand the print. Hand, the hand or the print hand or on the head hand or coming out of hair. Yeah. That was during our glory period of like uh, the grudge reboot yeah. and the turning. This is the, taking, that was the primo it to the next level stinko now. period of February, March, pre-pandemic. Yeah. And yeah, this is just like, we are going so far deep in the hand splitting. <laughs> oh man but i guess laurie moves into town and i just don't know why if we were gonna have laurie in a movie we couldn't get her just leaving haddonfield why did we have to be so evil dies tonight right halloween kills he murdered the whole town at the end of that movie yeah and through most of the movie this could have been her thing. This could have been her road movie. Hell, have her move out to a coast in California and just have it be like a cool Francis McDormand movie. So just Halloween H2O where she's out in California and he oh, yeah. drives cross country. And he drives out there. We forget he can drive. <laughs> this guy's been living in the sewer. We forget That's why this he's guy not taking the ace. bike. He's got a car somewhere. Halloween 78. Somewhere. We know this guy can like follow at a reasonable pace in yeah. a car behind some young girls without exactly. arousing suspicion. This guy no under- fender benders. Yeah. Yeah. Clean. He's got all the papers. Smooth. Registration right? <laughs> taken care of. Very, very clean. And so I just don't know what this guy can do. So this could have been, man, Myers is gone. Let her live her life. Let her be out there with. Well, and then, yeah, it could have just been. Uh... Her and the cop. Give me more of that. Let yeah. me see those cherry blossoms. Yeah. Let's go to South Michigan. Like it, it's you, just over the river. You didn't need like Myers to. Yeah, apprentice Corey into evil. You could have just had the yeah. We're starting a new life, and she and then the cycle starts over because you know she meets this troubled man, and he becomes the new killer. You know, it's like you didn't really need it, but I don't know. I like them working together too. Take so. Myers out of this movie and just make it about this kid who accidentally murdered a kid. Something that's a lot closer than you think right. to all of us. And and yeah, and that starts the cycle for him like it did with young Michael Myers and If know, they had the, the faith to bank this on him, I think I would have bought in as fully as, as you were. Mm. But they kept relying on these unnecessary crutches. That is enough. I believe that trauma, man. I believe if I if I killed lo- local scamp Jeremy and it looked real bad because I was holding a knife and everybody heard me go, I'm going to kill you, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Looks bad. Don't say that when you're babysitting. Good, no. Good tip. Looks bad. <laughs> but I liked how they were showing how this happened and how you're like, yeah, I could. Of course, you'd be like, let me I got a little shit. You know, if your parents hear you saying the exact wrong line at the exact wrong time, he caught a bad break. And this could have been about him adapting to that bad break. Somebody that goes for jail for something they didn't do and now have to be reintroduced to society 12 years later. 
Mm-hmm. He could have had that kind of story. They could have had that strong of a story. You know, two two townies falling for each other and blowing Haddonfield. That could have been a story. Yeah, th- yeah. Corey and Allison are the only ones who ever even talk about leaving town. Like, yeah, as they're going, like, we got to get out of here. I'm like, yes. Lori moves have deeper into town. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Into a into another house that's shaped super similarly to like the house of her nightmares. <laughs> I don't get these people. Yeah, give me those people leaving Haddonfield behind. You can still do a ghosts from your past thing. Mm-hmm. You can even get cheesy with it, but take it out of Haddonfield. The town has no personality at this point. It's nothing. Yeah. You're done, Haddonfield. <laughs> the story's over. Pack your shit and go. <laughs> yeah. You're done. Wrap it up. <laughs> I don't know. I might have hated this. I don't know. It's so noncommittal. I wish it would commit. I want that commitment. Season of the Witch committed fully and brought in a plot about Stonehenge an hour in. They went there. But that felt like that whole movie I love so much because it feels like its own thing. No lip service. Mm -hmm. Nothing at all. Other John Carpenter-ish universe type things. But not a, hey, remember that line that some other girl in a different town said, right? They said it in California. They said it out here in our neck of the woods. I've driven those streets. I love it. But that all feels like Halloween 3. The whole movie feels that tone. Atkins sustains his tone. Mm-hmm. Stacy Nielkin, great. She sustains her tone. Everybody's got their own thing. This movie just had to be, do too much of the Force Awakens. Oh, also, I uh, really like Darth Vader. Right kind of stuff it sucks that's why i think it was its own pitch that then got forced into this trilogy because yeah the when it does get back into the you know the kills kind of stuff at the end or has to reference you know laurie's daughter dying and and that that feels wedged in i mean it makes tons of sense david gordon green if you've ever seen uh george washington Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's his first movie but it's definitely the one that I was able to see it in indie. I think it theater. is, and yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. That's the one that played out at uh, Rialto. This guy started with like a big coming of age story. I'm not a big George Washington fan. It's dumb that I like Your Highness more than George <laughs> Washington. But this Corey and Allison story easily just could have been some other coming of age story he'd written some spec script for totally. years ago, and they're just like. We could make the girl Lori's granddaughter after kills, so this would work for this story. Mm-hmm. So they only have 50 minutes of that story, so then they pad the rest out with Halloween references. Yeah, I think that's absolutely what happened. Yeah. This is, I could might, be wrong. We might have gotten to the bottom of this. If not, it certainly feels that way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It certainly feels that way. And yeah, I think I'm never going to dislike it as much as Kills. Kills is just an unpleasant movie. And I'd have to rewatch your favorite two Rob Zombie ones. <laughs> I know. To know. <laughs> Part of me is almost like, do I need to watch the Rob Zombie oh, ones? Oh, you need again? to bring it in now. Do cause... I need to appreciate them on a new level now? We're getting to the level now that we've reviewed some, talked about some of our, we've talked about three. We have. Which, again, God, it's, it's a front runner between that and the original for my favorite. We're gonna do enough of these that we're gonna st- we're gonna need to do a top thirteen. We're gonna need yeah. to to watch a bunch, and you're gonna have to watch those zombie ones. 
I want to know if one of the zombie ones lands above this trilogy. Because this trilogy is sitting pretty at the bottom mm-hmm. for me. We're going to talk about one of the classics in the series next week. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about one better than this trilogy. One of the real hits. So definitely stick around for that. But yeah, we got more Halloween coming. Where does this land for you? I know, even as a defender, yeah, and which I respect, and I'm honestly fucking so happy <laughs> so happy we me me charlie and no, tim saw somebody. it and it was in the perfect theater we had these great seats it was a sunday matinee theater was basically empty perfect it was in the huge sound great sound system one they did the whole presentation at a time where like you see leaves blow by on the screen it's like now i hear them behind me <laughs> you know if you're high you're just I like is that. it raining <laughs> I get i get into the like dolby atmos mm-hmm. cc you know getting that full show-off experience and uh and then i just don't i couldn't get into what they were doing with it. I was in the perfect setting for it. It was there for me, and it just didn't. And I watched it at uh, 10 a.m. on a Monday (laughs) while my 14-month-old baby slept in the next room over. Yeah. And he started to wake up like 10 minutes left in the movie. He was like, kid, you're going to have to wait. You've (laughs) dealt with worse. (laughs) You're just going to have to hang out in your crib for a couple minutes. You've been at this over a year, man. You're... uh... So and then and then yeah and and I was on the edge of my couch. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> That's awesome. But so so like uh, I said, I like, think I think I like this one the most out of the three. Okay, it so it, at minimum that I I could see being talked into that stance yeah. again. I haven't seen 2018 in a long time, and after seeing these two, it's either going to look much better or be like, "Yep, this is the stuff that I've been sick of." So right. I could probably be talked into putting it. Yeah. Best of the trilogy. I, I Beyond don't know, that, I don't know where where I would put the trilogy or or this in the tri- You know, this in particular. I, I in need the to re- series. Yeah, I need to revisit Curse. I need to re. Yeah, <laughs> I need to. I need to. See I think six. this might be better than Five, where uh, Danielle Harris is mute the whole movie. <laughs> sure. Uh, I think it might be better than Five and Six. Wow, I mean, so for me, so that's me. That means I this think one's I'd rather go back into, to this one over, you know, watching six again. Interesting. So this one's but moving it's been into a while your like top half, and I still would put the, the the zombies way at the bottom. But again, I, it's been a decade since I've seen them. So I mean, my top four is pretty easily in my head, at least just one, two, three, four in some order. Yeah, I think so. I think that's about right. <laughs> like that I don't know the order, but it's probably three and one for battling for the top spot and two I really like. So it's probably uh And then it's like, but can you even put three in the list? Because it's got to, man. such a different movie. Because it's the best. Yeah. It's gotta be there. This uh, is a confounding franchise, I gotta say. I love this one. I I really love this franchise. I mean when I I really love those, especially the first three. I mean first three are Two as one of my all-time, maybe my number one shot, if it's not Christmas, favorite scene in a horror movie. Hmm. The way he shot it and how scared I was seeing that for the first time when Lori's hiding in her car, oh, yeah, yeah, looking yeah. at the front of the hospital, the camera keeps peeking up, and you just keep expecting him to just be there. You don't know how close he'll be. Mm-hmm. You just keep expecting him to be there. And the longer he's not there and how, he, how he's not there, oh, it's so scary. So those moments in those first three movies, they're all classic. I love them all. And four is so good. 
And I just can't see this one creeping up anywhere near those boys. Yeah, I don't think so. I love H. I love H two O a lot more. H two O could creep my top half, but this is I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know who these are all for. I don't know. They're 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 for you. And I this love one it. Was for and me. I love it. This one was for me. I love that. Maybe I'm gonna be like way into H two O, or maybe I'm gonna be into you know Halloween zombies sequel. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm the one that's gonna say this is incredible. This is my top three, and you're gonna think this is a vile. Rob I know Zombie's movie. second one has a lot of love. It's like, there's people, there people is growing support for that one. Yeah, I, I do not like the first one a lot. The second one though is its own thing. So yeah, I I love doing these. Can we just do these year round? I we just yeah. do all the rest well, we of the Halloween to. movies yeah. now. I don't see how we would. Not do that. We did a random draw for next week's episode. This one was planned. This was the new one. I've been dying to see this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I hated Halloween Kills. The second I walked out of Halloween Kills, I knew I was seeing this shit. I <laughs> exactly. knew I was going to be seeing this opening weekend. Guaranteed. Of course. I'll see anything with Halloween in the title. I'll put it that way. No problem. Yeah. So obviously we're going to cover the new one. And for next week, we thought it'd be fun to do our random draw. The random draws brought us a lot of uh, good fortune. And giving us movies we wouldn't have otherwise <laughs> put above some other ones. Yeah. So we don't know if the cup is going to be kind to us. But I don't <laughs> think there's any wrong answers. I am excited to talk about literally every Halloween movie. We will. Eventually. I'm prepared for all. And the only ones we've had episodes on are Season of the Witch and Four. And Three. We Yeah, Three, Four, and... Oh, Kills. And Kills. Ugh. Go listen to that one. It's just me moaning and bitching. <laughs> it's mostly, yeah, just us writhing on the floor. <laughs> Why? It's come to this. It has. This movie is easy to find right now. It made $60 million. Yep. Halloween is going to be back within two years. It's on It's on the Peacock. Yeah. It's everywhere. But it did look good in a the theater. Nice. And if this is your jam, obviously see this in a the theater. $60 million can't be wrong. <laughs> that series is coming sooner than we think. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening, and good night. Good night.